0: You're tuned into Bible snacks, not the full meal, just a spiritual snack for on the go. Now, nah, I won't back down. That's right, that's what we're talking about today. Not backing down. Taking a stand. And we actually saw that happen firsthand this week with a two-year-old just straight up take a stand and say, no, I'm not backing down until I get what I want. What happened?
1: Yeah, we have a toddler and like most two-year-olds, she knows what she wants and she doesn't back down until she gets it. Uh, in this case, we also have a great Dane, and he is huge. So when he stands in your way, it's a pretty big thing.
0: Yeah, even he's like me, 200 pounds.
1: <laughs> even for me, when I try and move him mm-hmm. out of the way, um, it's a pretty big task. But our little two-year-old, she is half his height. She stands there looking up to him, telling him, no, go, Denver. Denver.
0: Yep. Yeah, she, uh, she doesn't take anything from him. And, you know, we taught him sign language, so he knows to stop or sit with a closed fist. So it's pretty hilarious when you see this little two-year-old girl standing there, this huge dog, and she's got her, her fist clenched up at him saying, sit, no,
1: back. I was going to say, you make her sound all sweet and innocent. <laughs> I mean, she's a feisty two-year-old. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> she lets him know.
1: <laughs> but, hey, she is persistent until she gets results.
0: So that's how we should be, right? I mean, absolutely. when when we're talking about something that's of the Lord and uh, looking for guidance on, or you need your strength increased, whatever you know, we can uh, look to God for answers, for direction, and have the confidence that He's got this, and uh, we're not going to back down.
1: Yep, absolutely. So, how does that apply to us spiritually today?
0: Well, uh, we were talking about the story that you saw. Was it was Peter, right? Or yes. was it Paul? It was Peter. Peter, okay. And he was imprisoned.
1: He was imprisoned and he was about to be um, put to death by Herod. Yeah. And I think that this is a perfect story uh, to show why we shouldn't back down. So the story starts in Acts chapter 12, verse 5. It says Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. So this, this church is praying, uh, relentlessly for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison and behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up saying, arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said to him, gird thyself and bind thy sandals. And he did. And he said, cast your garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and did not know whether it was true what was done by the angel, or if he saw a vision. When they were past the first and the second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out, and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. Now this is where it gets interesting. Now Peter was come to himself and he said, Now I know of surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. So the story to sum it up right here is that he's in prison, he's between two guards sleeping. He's got chains on, there are guards at the door. Um, they're just making sure he's not getting free because Herod wants to put him to death. They had just put James to death and he saw that it pleased the people, so he's about to do the same for Peter. Then this angel appears, you know, whacks him in the side, says, get up, get yourself dressed, and let's go. Um, I guess that's what smote, smote him on the smote. side means. <laughs> so they take off running out of the prison. This iron gate opens before them. The Lord just provides this clear path um, out of prison. Then he gets on the outside and he realizes, you know, wow, that just happened. He, he comes to his senses and he's like, okay, Wow. So in verse 12, it says, and when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, uh, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door, the gate, a girl came and hearkened named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before at the gate. And they said unto her, thou art mad. She constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, it is his angel. But Peter continued to knock. And when they had opened the door and they saw him, they were astonished. Verse 17. But he beckoned unto them with a hand to hold their peace and declared it to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, go show these things unto James and unto the brethren. And he departed and went into another place. So to sum the rest of the story up, he gets out. He runs to the house of Mary and he starts knocking and knocking on the door. And this girl comes to the gate. She doesn't open it. She hears his voice and realizes, oh, my goodness, it's Peter. And she runs back and tells the people who are praying, if you remember at the very beginning of this this story, yeah. and it says that they were praying without ceasing for him. And she's like, he's here. He's at the gate. And she didn't open it for him. And they're like, oh, no. Surely it's his angel. You know, you got to be crazy. <laughs> and then they finally opened the door, and they were astonished that prayers have been answered
0: right (laughs) they were surprised that their prayers were actually answered and so um which brings up a good thing there like we're praying do we actually expect Mm. god to answer the prayers i mean especially supernaturally which for them they saw a lot of supernatural going on back then so that wasn't out of the realm of possibility i think today we are a little more doubtful i
1: was gonna say that it's something big to say no it's his angel
0: you'd think they would believe more so that their prayers were answered or that Peter somehow got released from jail or something but instead they thought hey it's his angel right. um, so I didn't even know that was a thing <laughs> but apparently um, they were so surprised that they didn't believe that it was him and then um, they opened up the door eventually and saw hey it is it's Peter their prayers were answered mm-hmm. you know these people didn't back down they kept fervently praying for the request absolutely Mm -hmm. And God heard their prayers. He did. Yeah. Um, So there's another way that we can strengthen our prayers, uh, and that's with fasting, right? We know multiple times in Scripture where we see encouraged to pray and fast, um, and the disciples were doing that when they needed guidance on a decision to make, a big decision. One of the biggest decisions they had was um, appointing elders— and when they went to appoint elders, they had to uh, pray about that. So it says in Acts thirteen two, While they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So first off, um, these guys had to make a big decision as like, who should we appoint as elders? And so they fasted and prayed about that. That's a good example for us. If there's a big decision that we have to make, something life changing, something that's really going to impact your future, uh, your family, um, that's a good, a good time to pray and fast. And the fasting is that extra element. That helps focus your mind and your heart on the prayer, on the request, um, so that way other distractions, our physical distractions are taken away. We're not worried about what are we eating, where are we going to go out to eat today. Um, helps keep us focused on, on God.
1: Yeah, and it's about surrendering um, our fleshly desires and focusing on the spiritual side.
0: That's right. Um It says in Acts fourteen twenty three, and when they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. Um, so this extra element of fasting is really important for these big decisions when you need guidance in life. But the other thing is when you need your prayers strengthened. If it's something that's a really big deal, uh, fasting just kind of takes it to the next level. Right. Um, and it's hard to fast. I mean, and it's an inconvenience. So uh, that's why, you know, we're not praying and fasting every single day for every single decision. But when there's special times that require earnest prayer, that's when you say, yeah, this is really important. We need to fast about this. Right.
1: I think it's important because um, we should be in prayer, but we should also be in tune. Yeah. So fasting helps us to tune into what the Spirit is saying, where He's leading.
0: It does, because you know the scriptures um, say that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word of God. So the, the bread is good as our physical sustenance, but the word of God is our spiritual sustenance. So when we're fasting, we are feasting upon the word of God as our sustenance, and that's where it, it just helps you surrender. Yeah. So Matthew 17 talks about this when... Uh, It says, when they came to the crowd, verse 14, a man came up to Jesus, falling on his knees before him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and is very ill. He was possessed by devil, right? So for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. I brought him to your disciples and they could not cure him. And Jesus answered and said, you unbelieving and perverted generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked him, and the demon came out of him, and the boy was cured at once. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately. They said, Jesus, why could we not drive it out? And Jesus said, because of the littleness of your faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing Will be impossible to you, but this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Mm. So they could not uh, remove the demon, cast the demon out of the boy, because they were not praying and fasting. Um, but the uh, the the essential point there is that um, our prayers can be strengthened mm-hmm. by. By fasting. Uh, and then in Ezra 8, this is funny, right? So in Ezra 8, Ezra wants to lead the people back to Jerusalem uh, to rebuild, help rebuild the walls. So he has to go to the king and get permission to take the people. And so he goes to the king. and He's like, hey, you know, we need to go and, and um, the, our God has given us favor. And so uh, allow us to go. And then the king gives him permission to go. So this is where it picks up in Ezra 8. 8.21. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava, that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from him a safe journey for us and our little ones and all our possessions. For I was ashamed to request from the king troops and horsemen to protect us from the enemy on the way, because we had said to the king, The hand of our God is favorably disposed to all those who seek him, but his power and his anger are against all those who forsake him. So we fasted and sought our God concerning this matter, and he listened to our entreaty. So because he had boldly gone to the king and was like, King, God will protect us. Let our people go. The king said, yes, go ahead. And then he was embarrassed to go back and say, uh could you could we have some troops um could you send a little military convoy to protect us on our travels in, you know, in case anyone tries to hurt us
1: i know it's kind of like thinking uh our toddler saying sit denver and as soon as he sits she's terrified to walk past him and at that point she gives <laughs> yeah. what she asks for and then yeah like uh-oh
0: uh-oh um you know uh, you had faith to get this far and then god takes you there and then do you have the faith to take you further right and that's where Ezra found himself. Boldly, oh my God's powerful! He will, he will do this. Let me go. Okay, you can go. Now I'm scared to go. Right. I need some troops. But you said God would protect you. Yeah. Uh, that definitely tests your faith. Like, yeah. yeah. Um. But some army troops wouldn't hurt <laughs> to help, <laughs> right? So he decided he could not go back to the king and ask him. Um. He was. He couldn't do it. So instead. <laughs> Plan B is to, the King of Kings. is to pray. <laughs> yeah, go to the King of Kings, and this was serious. Like we said, when there's Absolutely. a serious matter, fasting is in order. Mm-hmm. And so for him, that's why it says, "I proclaimed a fast at the river of Havah that we might humbly, or humble ourselves before God to ask Him for a safe journey." Yeah. Um. So they wanted to be sure that God was going to hear their prayer. This was life and death. And so that's where they said, let's fast. Let's fast. Yeah. I guess in a way, it's like kind of saying, let's get God's attention. Let him know we're serious and um, and pray for safety. And praise God. He answered their prayer. says, he heard our entreaty. And they had safe travels uh, to Jerusalem.
1: That's awesome. Again, I think the theme there is that we should be in prayer, but also in tune. So being mm-hmm. in prayer, praying about it, but then cutting out all the physical side to be in tune to what the spirit's leading us to. What he's saying.
0: Amen. And you know, being in tune doesn't just mean f- fasting all food. You know, and let's to say I'm going to give oh, up all sure. food. There's yeah. other ways that we can cut noise out of our life. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you're not in a position to fast food, you know, you could say I'm going to fast TV or I'm going to fast Facebook. <laughs> Right. I think we could all use a little of that or fast to the news, um, whatever, you know, there's different things in our lives that we could say, this is taking a lot of attention, a lot of time in my life. Let me give that up so I can more earnestly pray. Right. Um, I think the lesson for today is don't back down. It's a spiritual world out there. It's a spiritual battle. So whatever it is that you're going through, the decisions you have to make, the struggles, don't back down. Uh, maybe it's time to enlist the, the fasting to your situation and yeah. pray and fast.
1: And learn from a two-year-old. They're great teachers.
0: Yeah, they are, right? They're, they're stubborn. <laughs> Don't <Dump> back down. <laughs>